0: Society of Lincoln Center. You're listening to The Close-Up. Each week we bring you in-depth conversations with some of the biggest names in filmmaking. During the 54th New York Film Festival earlier this fall, we held a special world premiere event for Ang Lee's latest epic, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. The film, which opens in theaters this weekend, tells the story of an American soldier who returns home for a victory tour after a harrowing Iraq battle makes him a hero. The film is elevated by its technical innovations. It was shot at an unprecedented 120 frames per second in real-D 3D at 4K resolution. The result is an immersive and unique cinematic experience, which Lee lauded for its greatly increased detail and clarity. During the festival, Ang Lee joined festival director Kent Jones for one of our HBO director's dialogues. There, they discussed Billy Lynn's technical challenges, political subject matter, and Lee's approach to filmmaking in general. Let's go now to their conversation.
1: You know, Actually,
2: the doing press all day part of uh, releasing a film is kind of, you know, very close to the situation that the characters in your movie are, you know,
3: experiencing, being in the glare of, you know, the media, and um, Yeah, I'm like walking a very long halftime show walk. <laughs> 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 I, I assume you've
2: seen the movie. Yeah, how many people have seen the movie? Tomorrow. Pretty good, tomorrow? Uh, a bunch of people are gonna see the movie? Okay, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I, uh, we've been talking a lot about the emotion of the story of this movie, and the technology, and how the two things are intertwined, and that's probably a good place to start this conversation, huh? Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, that's what it ought to be. Yes. Um, cameras, whatever the media is, painting, whatever the tool we use, that they're the tools. Uh, it they're innocent. There's no medium better or worse than the other. They right. they have their own things. It's like clay. Painting. Um, once I touch uh, Life of Pi, I have a touch on digital cinema. It allows me to see dimension like our eyes sees. Once I see dimension, my mind and eyes get sharper and the flicks does not really work, and this and that, and then, you know. One thing leads to the next. In Life of Pi, I did very little. And then I know I'm in the quest into the next stage of my filmmaking. Uh, which is my quest in the next uh, part of my life, which is always about searching what movie means. I don't know what life means. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense to search- No, like, that's God's job. We don't know, we're too small to know. Um, so the only thing I understand life or what I'm doing or seemingly have any meaning was a cinema, something flat at 24 frames, something through the viewfinder, you know, something that you can make up and that, that's coherent, that has a storyline, that has a beginning, middle, and the end. That's what I believe in. I'm pretty absent minded. Uh, I feel sorry uh, my family is not here. so my friends, I feel bad. Um, I'm sort of absent minded person, but I'm very focused in that film world. It used to be film. Now it has changed on me, and I have to change, otherwise, I'm. I'm not being sincere, I'm not dealing with my life or anybody's life uh, right. It's just an existential question for me. So I was, I was in, a, um, in the process of understanding how we see things, how we experience theatrical experience through a media. Um, and then, because of Life of Pi, I know I had to raise. You know, then I saw Hobbit, and people say what I say about Hobbit. Then I saw um, James Cameron's test; he was promoting 60 frames. Then I said, "Oh, 60 frames, you see more clear." We used to be flicks, but also in that test, I see that the, the sword was missing each other by this much, and <laughs> the performance <is> like <laughs> a ridiculous; it's not watchable. Then I did my own test of 60 frames. Because at that time when I do a boxing movie, you cannot see anything in boxing. But when a higher frame rate see, you see the intention, you see the thoughts behind it, you see action, you, you know, it's just open up. Yeah. Strategy, it, it's a lot smarter. And then I noticed the performance is different. You know, 3D and 2D performance is different. And when you raise the higher frame, the performance looks shallower, more exaggerating. Everything started to fall apart. The movie world, I believe, started to fall apart. Uh, it took me a year to understand there's something beyond 60, which is, even psychologically, there's no flicks. What that's like, you know? I'm looking at it, I'm in that world. It's personal, it's, you're engaging in something. Is it possible you engage in a in the pretended, <laughs> in a cinematic world that you're actually in the character's foot in their perspective? the Z axis, other than X and Y, you you have this, you have your space, their space, you know, the whole thing opens up. So I I decided to take a leap of faith, and this book came along. There's a halftime show, there's a real battlefield, (laughs) Um, and what people make of it, and what the soldier really goes through it. And you have a young character coming of age, and lost his innocence in the process, and that one day he has to realize, it's a revelation that what he is, where he belong to. Uh, you know, it's, it's ironic I'm a late developed person at age of 60, I'm, I feel like I'm coming of age. <laughs> Last time you're, I was like with Pi. A I was in the coming of age stage. I was with Pi, I was with uh, Billy Lin, um, I, I used to be a kid. I don't want to grow up I'm pe- like Peter Pan. I just want to deal with movie. Uh, some of the grown up, like prof- producers, the studio, they do their thing. I'm happy to just, they send me to do the talk, send me to the, as long as I can make movie. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Uh, let the adult do their thing. Uh, I, I was even told you don't have to be responsible, but you have to be reasonable and sometimes I feel I don't even have to be reasonable. I just have to believe in something and magic will happen. Like, on the movie set, I will just stay there, look like I'm thinking, and then people get things done. (laughs) Just believe in it. It's like, I'm like high priest. You just invest your belief in something and then you just lead the whole army and Hopefully, the whole world that, that will make sense, that according to your movie. And that's wonderful. I don't want to grow up. Um, but it's great that you. But finally, it called up on me. Life called up on me. I think I need to grow up just a little bit. But I remain unreasonable. Be, yeah. yeah. Which is uh,
2: because if you hadn't been unreasonable, you never would have gotten this. I movie. try to be
3: nice. I am a liver. I try to please everybody. But sometimes I, I can't. Yeah. You know? They're different, I, they cannot be pleased. Uh, yeah. You know? So Please one you lose the other. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, between 60 and 120, I, I, I was like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go to the unknown, or do I want to stay movie land? Just try to improve it, try to perfect and take baby steps. Then I decided, uh, and I become a grandfather, and I said, oh, fuck it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to wait. <laughs> You know, a lot of young people here, it just hit me. Um, in the movie Pineapple Express, they have this pot, as like a cross. <laughs> There's a line, sets in. You know, that's the, the pot your, uh, your grandchildren be smoking. I feel like I'm doing that part. I'm sort of create that for, for your young audience in the future, <laughs> the new fantasy, new dream. Can we dream with clarity, but first step, Reality is my, is my new guidance, uh, the first steps. I, I do want, as some of you haven't seen it, to leave it open mind. I, just beca- I don't have the answers, but I, I took leap of faith. Uh, the, I think the movie is watchable. I just be- beg that it's watchable, because I was chasing the media. None of us is good enough for that media. Yes, but no. First, I try to look realistic. I try to imitate life. Mm-hmm. I try to believe as much as I can, mm-hmm. being, being real. And so are the actors and crew. And we take it from there. Mm-hmm. I still use very simple cinematic language, because that's all the, the thing I know, and all the time we have to put the movie together. Because experimental is not, we don't have too much money. And it's 47 said, shooting days. But yeah. with this technology, too, fast cutting, just wouldn't work, or it would be beside the point of what you want to the do. The horrifying thing for filmmakers is that it's, it's clear, it's, uh, uh, you're not good enough for it. No one is good enough to know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's better than you are. Um, now every, everything we learn is the thing we take pride on. Uh, you're not even realize what it takes. Sometimes weeks into shooting it, wait a minute, the person shouldn't look this way, or that light is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Or that flag or screen that you put, we Mm -hmm. always do. Or the way people behave on screen, Mm -hmm. um, you you marry with it, you have a contract with it, they have genres, they have habits, you know, culture, you know, subconsciousness. Movie people do that. Mm You know, they're better looking than normal people, and they never have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there's a movie thing that, that people one. do. Yeah. You take it for granted, and, and you invest yourself in it, and you mm-hmm. do it, and, and you create, you make love to it, and you create great art, mm-hmm. and that's established. Now, you don't have that guidance. You don't have that contract with uh, filmmakers and, and audience. What do you do you, you're left alone? You feel very much like, you know, after certain movies I feel i become the movie I was making. Yeah. I feel like Billy Lynn in that, in that battlefield. Like, I have my comrade. Mm-hmm. It's me against everybody. It's, it's you know, you be shot at, mm-hmm. you try to survive. <laughs> it's very much like that. But in a way, you still have a taste of truth. That's, that's good, too. That's very rewarding, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very nervous yesterday. Yeah, you were, that's yeah. true. But it was great. It's not just a movie. Yeah. It's, it's a nerve-wracking movie. Yeah. But it's a new medium and yeah. launching. I, I, I hope we get to the first base. I try to hit a home you run, run for a year and then and forget I forget it. If I get to the first base, that'd be, be a miracle. But the vibe at the screenings was great, especially at the Midnight Show. That was, that was fun. There was a lot of energy there, huh? Um, I think so. I, I, I could tell from the beginning. Yeah. Th- they're not. to midnight, Friday night, they're all like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I didn't witness the end. Yeah. Um, I hope it goes all right.
2: Um, so, t- I, I mean, in, in, a, in a clear way, as you're describing it, what you're saying is you wanted something that was going to bring you closer to human experience. You went to the 60 frames, it wasn't quite enough. That took you
3: to. It was enough, but it's still you're but, watching a your story. Yeah. yeah,
2: and then yeah. when you go to one twenty frames, it's bringing you as close as you want to be. But then that's taking you into something that
3: something it has its own. Beyond reality, it's yeah. like a hallucinatory. Experience. It's not mathematical. Like 60 yeah. looks like a tw- twenty must be twice this, and four K must be eight times in three D like that. But that's not how it is. Yeah. Our eyes do our things. They're separate. They they study. They scan. They you know they do these things and. It all goes into your head. Uh, the eyes is just our lens. We scan, we get information in, how, our, how we see things in our minds, in our head, in our heart, and that's something else. What you see it, how, what you think you see it. I trust my eyes, but through the experience, I, I cannot really trust. Each time I see it, it's, it, it just keeps changing on me. Yeah. I urge you to see it again. Uh, it will be a different experience.
2: Um, the actors saw it for the first time last night, so they were a, a new audience for the movie too, and uh, yeah, I so that talk, we lined up, was... I, w-
3: I was very uptight, like yeah. they walk up, their face will puff red, I hope they still speak to me, and for their, like giving me embrace, that's very rewarding, mm-hmm. yeah, they hug me, their face will puff, they're, they're like this, yeah, um, I, I think experience is overwhelming before we get used to it. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's got to be overwhelming.
2: Yeah, yeah because um, they're seeing something
3: new, really new. That's
1: I don't know what it is.
3: Yeah. Um, how we react to something we're not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm eager, also afraid to know how people respond to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two years for me. I mean, Getting on with this, yeah. um, I, I'm becoming very comfortable with it. You no, know? mm-hmm. I have a problem watching movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it does weird thing to me. I think that's just a stage I would pass. Watching 24 frames per second movies uh, from like it, 1948 yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. then I watch live a little straight. You know, it just did something to me. Yeah, uh, maybe I invest too much because yeah. I was making it. I was dreaming about it.
2: Are you interested in neuroscience?
3: No, I'm not interested no. in science, period. <laughs> um, by the way, just when we analyze one frame and then when you pick up a frame, there's a blur, a, uh, how different frames put together. Yes. When you analyze that, it's very interesting. Somebody should study it. Ask around, I think, only two universities one in Canada, one in. Um, I think it's Moscow mm-hmm. is doing uh, not neuroscience but uh, cognitive kind of a, yeah science, how yeah. our minds think we see things yes. that kind of science I, I think it's pretty baby yet yeah yeah but, you know, I, I, you know, somebody should study not not me I'm just a guinea pig <laughs> but <laughs> uh, somebody should study it's very interesting science actually yeah. how our mind perceives things happen yeah yeah. And no, it, it, this story lent itself to do that. The halftime show and the really battlefield, how people perceive soldier, yeah. and what they really go through. And when you bring their sensation back home, you yeah. drive them crazy, they want to shoot them, you know, they want to kill themselves, yeah, it's just right. is overwhelming. Is that what, what was it at the core of that story that you felt compelled to film? It's pretty much that, it's yeah. a human story. You know, people ask me is it's an anti-war movie, If you, know, you have to fight, you have to fight. It's yeah. like, it's like global warming, that's a bad war. I don't, there's nothing I, I need to say. It's like, yeah. from left to right, you know it's bad. Mm-hmm. This is how do a human uh, being, how do we react to the situation, how they deal with it. That's the story. Mm-hmm. It's a coming of uh, age story. Mm. Um, I, I think the media has something to do with it. It's a new thing. They need an ex- excuse to exercise that, that look. But most of all, uh, I relate to the young soldier. Yeah. You know? Sometimes what I do movie and what people think I do or when they mm-hmm. watch movies seems to be two different things. Mm-hmm. But they project onto me. Mm-hmm. Like I made that happen. <laughs> but uh, in real life, my life, uh, it's very much like the soldier you're, you're with a bunch of soldiers. your comrades and you try to survive. You duck the bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people, you know. I, I've, it's not made up. I have to make sense of what I do. Mm-hmm. But when I deal with the media, it's, it's not subconscious. I don't know how to explain. It's just do the thing, mm-hmm. do what you have to do, and you're a comrade, you do it together, uh, whatever makes things work. Mm-hmm. And, and then people will ask me why this, and, and I have to create a, the whole reasoning. Yeah. And yeah. people ask me all kinds of questions. What do you think about the war? <laughs> Where do you see the future of Chinese cinema?
0: <laughs>
3: do I wake up in the morning and think where's the future of Chinese cinema? <laughs> I think about how do I make that thing work. Is the happening, happening, you know, in the, some by- <laughs> <laughs> I'm dealing with filmmaking. Yep. That's my life. Yeah, uh, yeah I associate with a uh, so- soldier and that's It's a very existential question. Between the halftime show and the battle, Mm -hmm. it's very dramatic. uh, That exam humanity, society, and all that. It's a a wealth of material and contrast. And then I did my study, and I get more and more drawn into it. Mm -hmm. I study soldiers, I talk to them, Mm -hmm. The traumatic experience, uh, how they come back home, how they feel, what it's Mm -hmm. like when everything's heightened how they deal with reality not reality but truth mm-hmm. of their own with each other and the world and how it was projected to them from america from home and mm-hmm. all that and i i talked to refugees from iraq and jordan <laughs> sometimes they're both in one room the, the soldier you know just going through what they went through in the house and the it's heart-wrenching. There are people. Somebody fuck it up, and they have to live a life between yeah. dictatorship and chaos. And it's a, it's a compelling story. Yeah. Uh, your heart just weighs to both sides. You feel bad for both sides. Mm. Uh, this is a human story. Um, uh, it's very compelling. I, you know, again, I have to come up with a reason why I do it, but yeah. it's like the, you were just compelled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, high frame rate. You just have to do it.
1: Yeah.
2: And one thing that's interesting that we've been talking about in the last few days is the way that the high frame rate changes the acting. It changes the nature of the performance. It changes the way you're looking at the acting. And I assume it changes things for the actors as well, the expectations that you set for them.
3: Yeah, it's not any harsh. People could say it's harsh. Yeah, in the beginning it's harsh. Uh, but when it's sufficient, when it start to play, it's beautiful to look at. Your eyes crave for it. Your eyes want information. It's comforting when you get enough information. It's strenuous when it's not enough, you try to figure something out. When somebody's telling you where to watch, the step short focus, or there's the camera work, the montage, and stuff like that. It's good for storytelling, but there's a limitation. I, I think the new kind of digital cinema should be more inviting, and more resp- like, like like New York Film Festival movies, except, for everybody, it's easier to see. <laughs> it doesn't need a highbrow to see. But, um, we but it's apparent. we try to spread the wealth around, you know. <laughs> but it's uh, so. Of course, it's there. You can see it. It's just you know, just make it more clear, more depth, and your eyes wander in there. You decide what you want to see. Yeah. Uh, it's more inviting, more respectful, more thoughtful. And I'm pretty sure in 3D, certainly high frame rate. Your, your mind act a lot sharper. Yes. Yeah. It's harder to make movie. Yeah. But I, for me, I welcome the challenge. Uh,
2: but also, yeah. you were saying the acting doesn't need to be as indicative. In other words, you're...
3: you were thinking you pretend nothing happened, but that's bullshit, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the, being natural, because they know the lines. Right. It's not documentary. They yeah. still have to perform. Right. You still have close-up. You don't have close-up in life you still have to perform. How do you perform in a way that you don't know? Yes. How, you gotta work harder to earn your belief. Yes. We still make believe. Yeah. So that, that's the bottom line. It's still theatrical, that we cannot escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're still watching a story, it's a theatrical experience, in a dark house, you invest in something that make believe. But it's just because it's more real, more sufficient. Mm-hmm. The rules of the game, the contract you have with audience, I think that that changed. Mm-hmm. To me, is is harder. Uh, I I don't want to be lazy. I, I don't want to catch it. I want to catch it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I I think as young people they they're smarter. They may not be deeper, but they they are smarter. Their minds. <laughs> 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 uh, to bring them into a theater, you need something uh, that's that's more attractive. Yeah. I, I think the biggest change is attitude, the way mm-hmm. you engage in dramatic mm-hmm. ex- experience. Mm-hmm. It's more about experiencing rather than you're telling a story being lead by a story, mm-hmm. or certain style, or certain thought, mm-hmm. but rather you, you experience, you engage, in, you know, when the time comes. It's not always like, sometimes you still need the fir- third person, the all-known, omnipresent sort of a presence to lay, lay out circumstance for you. Yes. You need introduction. At moments when you want to go in, like Bill Lin's you know, consciousness, mm-hmm. his own experience, I, I think this is easier to bring the general audience in. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be uh, like a super critic kind of guy to, to know it and tell everybody, like anybody can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what is so attracted to me. It's the change of attitude. Mm-hmm. It's a different mindset. I think every frame rate... I, I fluctuate frame rate and resolution, too. I, I found each combination that has a different mindset. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, psychological mindset. It's not even... For normal eyes, you could not tell the difference what I do there. It's not so, so much... Um, um, Manipulation, mm-hmm. rather, is, 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 is like suggesting a mindset that you should be experiencing. I would do very little things to cry around suggesting mm-hmm. something. But then at times, you, I'm not putting any comments. You, I stage something, and you go in there and experience. Um, I, I think there's a lot of potential yeah. um, a, a, a new territory to to explore. You
2: mentioned frame rate and resolution, but then there's also the question of the light in the right. viewing experience.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I believe the 3D likes light. They just devour it. Yeah. And, and the glasses, you, you need a lot of light. To, yeah. um, Plus, when you have two eyes, it's, it's not about shape. No. Yeah. The shadow, no, it, it, no, it's details. Mm-hmm. It's information. You know, that's the new game of aesthetics, mm-hmm. no, beauty, yeah. it has its own thing. I don't have a grasp on it, I just want to be different from the movie in the past, how I do movie in the past. But I know there's something, it just look beautiful yeah. to, my, to my eyes. And to do that, uh, it's, it's humanly a little impossible for now, it's mm-hmm. very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think um, um, in the future films, I already talked to camera, Manufacture, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they they have to up their games, to make it lighter, <laughs> not so humongous and better, cheap, more sensitive. Because yeah. shooting higher frame rate, you lose light. It's yeah. darker to begin with, and the projection needs. To, you know, the the projection was, you no, know, they're pretty bad. Yeah. Um, uh, they the, the need to, you no. Know, uh, upgrade. Mm-hmm. So we can do this. our things. I, I don't need um, an army and, and tons of lights. It, it shouldn't be this difficult. When it's this difficult, people don't want to make a movie. They want to tell a story. They want to mm-hmm. uh, do the movie thing. They want to spend time, uh, like, like me, just like, how do we do this? It's so clumsy. Mm-hmm. It's like making very old movie, like in the 20s. The cameras are huge. And, you know, yeah. um, uh, that's not idea. So everybody has to do their thing. Do you feel like you'd want to make a movie in thirty-five millimeter again? If I have a film, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do digital that imitates film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think every media has its own thing, mm. and I don't want to make three D and light them, treat them like two D, like three yes. D enhancement two D. Yeah. That didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But it's no, it's it's a disappearing art. Not just mm. directors we want to do it. It's no, the lab, the craftsmen—they're yeah, they're almost yeah, they—they're kind of gone, mm-hmm. and not the best people. It's the oldest people doing it, and soon they'll—they'll be retired. Uh, it's very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, um, but on the other hand, this is something new. Uh, I don't know. I'm full of curiosity. Uh, I'm full of curi- uh, yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, one answer opened up ten questions. Yeah. So I mean, the wrong of chasing this yeah. for now. Um, and you decided with this film, by the way, for in the, in the role
2: of Billy Lynn to work with an actor who had never been in a movie before, which also works very well for his character, Joe Alwyn, and he's incredible in the film. Um, did you want to work with someone who is new?
3: Uh, it became necessity. Yes. Um, Why is that? Fresh experience is good. Yep. Yeah. Um, if, if somebody fit for the role is not a fresh face, you know that already, yeah. and there's no such person exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from pretty early on, we just go through agencies, look for the uh, new actors. Mm-hmm. The age range is very, you know, it's quite young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The same thing with with Pi. It's just like yeah. Yeah. If there's obvious shows you know already, let's, you know just go for it. Yeah, yeah fresh face. Yeah, I, I like fresh faces, uh, especially trained one. who've never done professional movies. Yeah, like like Joe, uh, and he you know you saw him, some of you saw him. As a very compelling yeah. face. Yeah, uh, a top-notch talent. So it, it's, yeah, it's a great pleasure working with him.
2: Yeah, we'll do a couple questions.
4: Thank you very much for an incredible evening in a movie theater. And I say movie theater because right now it's very hard to get people to go into a movie theater. Price is one one reason, but there's also all this new technology like VR. But last night I felt it was such an intimate experience watching this new technology with human beings around me. There was something very special about that, that. took me back to why I like to go to movies and movie theaters. And my question is, is this going to become so expensive that ticket prices are now going to be $50 to go see a movie? Um, I, I'm joking, but I'm serious about no, who can no, no, go no, see real, these yeah. things. And how does this fit in with VR, in your view? Uh,
3: I, I told you I didn't want to make baby steps. Uh, I want people to see it and chase it. Um, at least for myself. Uh, so I put that aside. When we start, when the movie uh, was set up in, uh, in the studio uh, of Sony, uh, you know, before Sony was TriStar, we talked about uh, 60 frames, 2K. Any theater who did Hobbit could do it. Uh, there's tens of thousands of theaters around the world, it's already can do it. And the ticket price wouldn't be that much uh, different. But then I got to this. What I want to say is that um, when it becomes popular, the price will go down.
4: But
3: it hasn't. Uh, No, 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 it's the first one. It might take 20 years. I I don't know. Um, It might take five years, three years. I I don't know. I just throw it out there, and New York Festival, no, here can show it. And there'll be no more than four or five. Places. You know, they make a great effort. It's, it's very expensive now. Uh, don't mind, they charge you. Believe me, what they charge you is very, very reasonable.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think the goodness of this is that I can um, create a ton of different formats according to the theaters. Um, uh, accommodation I, I have a version of 60 frames per second to uh, 3d uh, 2k and I have 120 2d yeah where we, it's although it's 2d but it's the because the flick free it's no str- stroke free and it feels like 3d in some ways but not not really it's just, the picture is just more lively because you, you, you know, get rid of this. So that, that's is something new. And then of course, I can grade it down to 24, uh, both 2D and 3D. And then Dolby Vision is a new thing, where black is black. They stretch the range of contrast and color. It's really beautiful. And they can, in Dolby, the new Dolby theaters, uh, they can do 120, 2K, both 2D and 3D. There are many formats, and I'm sure you can watch it on your iPhone, too. Um, <laughs> I, I hope eventually is what you see yesterday plus high dynamic range from Dolby, uh, but it's not there yet. When it's get popular, the price will go down.
4: And VR?
3: I, I I don't. People ask now a question. I I have like a like a root answer is that I'm a filmmaker. I would like to think my VR is better than anybody's VR. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you through. I don't want you to wander around by yourself. Let VR do their thing, I do my thing. But I think the tool is very helpful in, for us to provisionalize playing the movie. And I think uh, we can help them in creating nuances in their world. I think we can relate it. VR is such promising new media, and we don't quite know, other than education, demonstration, video games, we we don't really know what it can do. I think it has great potentials. Maybe the two of them, we can help out each other. But but right now, other than pre-visualization,
2: How are you today?
3: Yeah, tired.
2: <laughs> I hope you feel better. I'm
3: halfway in the long halftime walk.
1: Wow. <laughs> You're almost
2: there. Um, so my question is, when you pick up Joe as your leading char- character, um, so oh, I'm sorry. Joe.
3: Joe.
2: Yeah. Uh, what's something special about him that attracts you, like his foundation of technique, or his innocence, or his like truthfulness?
3: Yeah, everything. Um, He's looking good, he's a good-looking guy. That doesn't hurt and compelling. And usually when somebody hit me as my lead man or become my avatar, you know, the lead man is really the better-looking version of the director. (laughs) I think I I see something, see myself in this guy uh, somehow. their kind of talents, um, look aside, when you coach them, we're seemingly directing them, from my experience, like you reminded them what they used to know. They're like little Buddhas to me. It's like something they already know and do well in the past life. You just reminded them just of something they already know. It feels like that. The kid in Life of Pi gave me that creep, too, that feeling. And he was never trained, and Joe was even better, he was like, trained at top London school. Uh, and he has all-American Texan boy look, uh, more, more than Texan boys. Um, so just giving the nuances, giving a dialect coach, and making adapt, and just losing him out less uh, English. Uh, <laughs> and he, he is there. Um, when I see a top-notch talent, I just know it. I can smell them like two miles away. Uh, shor- shortly after the first reading, um, like shortly it was started, it was just like you know, bingo. Um, so there is other than the look and their vibe they give you, and the, the two things I look for. They become your movie. You don't just bring them to the movie, the movie has to go through them. Is this, look, this guy, is my life for the next two years and become in the movie? Am I willing to invest that much, everybody's hope, into this person? And you have a feeling for that, you feel the vibe. The other thing is when you pitch them the, the situation, the character, how naturally they just get into, like every cell turned into that. You don't even have to teach them, they just function that way. Uh, That's a tremendous talent. Normally people look at their performability, how much they can perform, they can do this and that. I I don't really care that much. Um, I don't think that's as important as the willingness or the talent they can invest in the situation you pitch them. And Joe is one of those who just, you know, he just stay there. Um, So when you see that, you know, I know the movie is hard. But uh, God gave me the challenge, but he gave me this kid, and, you know, let's do it. Uh, he, he did give me that feeling. I, I pondered about it for a week, because he's very earnest. The book is, uh, the book, uh, the author didn't think the book is satirical, but it's acerbic. It's just like, really <laughs> acerbic. Uh, do you invent a better word for acerbic? Sounds good to me. Oh, it okay. feels that way in the movie. If it's good for you, it's good for me. <laughs> um, but when you look at a film, it's very real. And he's very real. Uh, do I lose the satirical part, of the crazier part in the book? And So I was pondering about that, about my movie, uh, not him. I have no doubt in him.
2: Thank you so much. I hope you feel better.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: all, all the way in the
2: back. Yeah, uh, maybe you should. Let's ditch the microphone. Just.
1: You want me to come
0: down? No, I just want you to. <laughs> Speaking a loud, clear voice. The question here was about the process of conforming the film down for non-3D theaters and if this would take away from the experience of the film.
3: I, I don't know. Um, it's like a question people ask me what's the future of Chinese cinema. Okay. But I, I, I do know I want more filmmakers. I, I want at least go to the first base with the audience. I would I would like to think I hit a home run, but it, it's not going to happen because it's an overwhelming experience. I, I could see when people see it, it's, it, it's like that. They're, they, they're going to have a lot of questions. Even resistance is going to be split this way, that way. That's only natural. But I hope enough people start pondering about the, that possibility. And I hope, I can only hope, uh, my, my colleagues, the filmmakers, Fellow filmmakers, some of them see this and willing to give it a try. Uh, it I hope it's not television. I feel the whole time, two years, I was at Opsheets with, without a paddle. It was very difficult. Very. It, wasn't. it was very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it, it was very hard. The it was like everything's hitting on you. Occasionally, I can use. You know, comments like that, is some encouragement. Well, thank you. Um, so I don't feel so uh, lonely uh, us uh, making this movie. I, I I do believe there's a chance for something different. Uh, I think that's what digital s- should be doing. Digital cinema. Uh, I will also at the same time preserve films. Uh, I'm on the board. I don't make money. My time. You know. Um, but. That's film, but this is what it is. Let's, let's see what it can be. I, I would like to see this as a seducer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I very much feel like a guinea pig. Um,
2: this will have to be I, I don't know,
3: uh, I, I really appreciate it. This is a great launching pad near a Film Festival and they, they pull up with all the techno No, there's complexity, it's very complex. To pull out a show like a few shows like that, it's very complicated. We jump uh, at least 15 years. It's, it's, it's very hard. Uh, so everybody try our best. That's all I know, and I, I have hopes. <laughs> it's it's been amazing for us,
2: and thank you for coming to us. And I what what so what about the future of Chinese cinema? <laughs> <laughs>